Many are getting weak. Many are failing. And many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okronipa. Pastor Ebenezer Okronipa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is the senior pastor of Obakamas Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Okronipa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Today is a great day. Like they say, a great day is today. And I am excited about what God is going to do in our midst this evening. Hallelujah. So, even before our Papa comes, we are going to listen to some powerful testimonies, what God has been doing in our midst. And every testimony I read out, make sure you celebrate it. Amen. In this church, we have learned that if you cannot thank God for the last, know that you are not ready for the next. Hallelujah. So, as we thank God for the last testimony, for the previous occurrence in the life of that brother or sister, you are positioning yourself to be the next testifier. You are, you are not saying an amen. Okay, so the first testifier is by name Gifty Otifie. She says that I saw great improvement in my condition after Reverend Okronipa prayed for me. I suffered stroke about six months ago, which affected me terribly. I couldn't walk properly and could hardly lift my hands. During the ONC Miracle Service on Sunday, 23rd October, I attended the service with my daughter. As Reverend Ebenezer Kronipa called for those who were trusting God for healing, I was helped to the front. The man of God patiently asked about my case and prayed for me. Right then, I saw great changes in my condition. Hallelujah. Somebody who has suffered stroke. When she came here, she saw great changes. Now listen. She says that I walked back to my seat without any assistance. And I was able to lift my hands to the glory of God. Thank you, Reverend Okronipa, for the great love you have shown me. Somebody celebrate the Lord. And let's thank him for this great testimony. The next testifier is Gideon Ate. He says that difficulty in breathing and tightness in my chest vanished instantly. And this happened during the PEC grand finale. He says that I joined the grand finale of PEC on Sunday, 30th October. Before I attended the service, I had no issues with my health. However, as the service was ongoing, I suddenly began to feel a tightness in my chest and had difficulty in breathing. So the enemy was trying to attack him, even right here. But listen to what happened. He says that the pain became so unbearable that I went out of the church auditorium in the course of the service. So the enemy wanted to distract him. He continued, when Reverend Okronipa asked, 
asked to pray for those who needed healing, I quickly went forward to be prayed for. I was amazed at how swift my healing came. As the man of God prayed for me, guess what happened? The tightness in my chest disappeared and I started breathing normal again. Jesus is Lord. Somebody shout glory. Then this next one happened on day three of PEC. It says that the Lord delivered me. I have come to celebrate God for this for his amazing works in my life. Alexei Ametepe is my name. During the PEC week, I was doing my usual rounds when I decided to get some bread from a shop. I didn't experience anything that was unusual after I ate the bread. However, later that evening, as the service was ongoing and we started praying, I started feeling itches in my throat. I spoke to the situation. As an overcomer, he engaged the principal. I spoke to the situation and decided and decided not to not to mind it. As the service progressed, the servant of God, Reverend Okronipa, made a call for prayer for some people, and then I joined. However, I joined the queue for a different reason. When the man of God got to my tent, he held my neck and placed his finger at my back. Hallelujah. See, it's only that, is it, this is spiritual healing and diagnosis. It says that he held his neck and, and put his finger at his back. Now listen to what happened. I felt the itches one more time and wanted to even throw up. I was then prompted by the Holy Spirit to use the water Reverend Okonipa prayed over on day three of BEC. After he prayed for me, I went for the water and drank everything in the bottle. Afterwards, I, I pooked and felt relieved. The Holy Spirit then asked me, Never to buy from that shop again because the bread was contaminated. I thank God for his divine protection. Also, I thank the man of God for the timely intervention. Hallelujah. So he drank the water that was anointed and he was delivered. Hallelujah. He could have died, but God spared his life. Slap your hands together and let's celebrate God one more time. This next one is my sister. Rita Commodore. She says that my ear popped open and the pains disappeared. Oh, I thought I thought you clapped. This is too powerful. I can hear well again. Now this is what she says. I had a very painful boil in my right ear a month ago. This miracle happened on twenty third October. After treating the boil with herbs, the boil transferred to my left ear. What a miracle. <laughs> The pain which accompanied this boil was so unbearable that it made it difficult for me to sleep at night. As if that was not enough, I also had severe headaches and the pain affected my sense of hearing. Someone had to even prompt me anytime my phone rang, then they must be serious. She continued, my condition was that bad. I attended the miracle service on Sunday, 23rd October, and the prophet of God, Reverend Ebenezer Kronipa,
prayed for me, instantly my ear popped open. Hallelujah. The headaches disappeared and the pain in my ear ceased from that day. I could not hear clearly by the time I went back to take my seat. Indeed, we serve a living God. Somebody celebrate the Lord one more time. Hallelujah. This evening, you see, we will read so many testimonies because you to yours must follow. Hallelujah. When you hear them, you will understand that if this has happened in the life of a brother, then it means that it can also happen in your life. Amen. This next one is from our brother Alex Ametepe again. Hallelujah. He says that I received timely financial supply after the man of God prophesied concerning my finances. I was trusting God for some money to work on something before 1st November. During the PEC week on day 5, which was 28th October, I got a deal from an old client. The profit from the deal was more than twice the amount I needed. Hallelujah. Oh, I said I didn't hear the testimony. It says that the profit from the deal was more than twice the amount he needed for the deal. Hallelujah. Prior to that, Reverend Ebenezer Kronipa had prophesied concerning my finances, which I keyed into. And the prophecy happened exactly as he had declared. I thank God so much for this supply and timely intervention. Thank you, Reverend Okronipa, for your result-producing teachings. Hallelujah. Somebody celebrate the Lord one more time. Now, this next one will also blow your mind. She says that I received consistent miracle supply after, after I was taught the secret to receiving miracle money. Hallelujah. And afterwards, I was taught the secret to receiving miracle money. My name is Ruth Quay. A week ago, I joined the Ninth Fire Prayers, and Reverend Ebenezer Kronipa taught us about how we can charm money to come to us. Hallelujah. And this, and this evening, more of that will be happening. Say so that we were taught how we will charm money. My God. I took the prayer very seriously and claimed my money to pay off my debts. As I calculated my salary and compared with my expenses, I realized that my expenses outnumbered my salary. Oh, hallelujah. She had gotten money to spend more than she had earned, which means that God provided supernaturally. She says that, and I wondered how I was going to settle the debts. The next morning, which was a Saturday, I had to go to work, but I felt very reluctant. Suddenly, I just had within me to go to work. I got to work and counted money for a client. The client kept giving excuses on what she was supposed to pay, and I kept giving it back to her. I suddenly felt a prompting to keep the excess aside, and I said to myself that this was stealing. Hallelujah. <laughs> so I don't know who has given her this prompting. <laughs> she says that, however, I obeyed the voice. I obeyed the voice I had within me. After counting my, the money, I went to my office and counted the excess and realized 
I had 540 Ghana cities. From that time, I kept getting miracle money without stress. Hallelujah. Somebody celebrate the Lord. See, somebody can work a whole month and get 300. She didn't have to work. She had 540 cities. I told you, slap your hands together again for the Lord. I kept wondering how the Lord could listen to my prayers this way. I remember one time I needed 300 CDs, and some way, somehow, I got the exact amount I prayed for. God is indeed a miracle worker. Somebody celebrate the Lord with another hand clap. Now we have another testimony here. And this testimony is from our sister Elizabeth Agbedo. Bona. Okay, uh, yes. Bona. That's the name. She says that this is my testimony. I was believing God for a breakthrough in areas concerning success in in a recent exams I wrote in August and also posting of national service in my area and an organization of choice. During the last day of BEC, I happened to attend and I picked an envelope and wrote my prayer request on it. So I just hope you are following the testimony. She needed two miracles, a national service posting, and then excellence in an exam that she had to research. Now let's listen to what happened after she took the envelope and gave her offering. She says the following day, I bagged it with a sacrificial seed as instructed by our prophet, Papa Eben. I then joined Midnight Fire and keyed into the prophetic word he gave on Friday that says, My Lord has done it. Hallelujah. How many of us remember? My Lord has done it. And again, bagged it with some small seed. And to the glory of God, can you guess what happened? To the glory of God, on Monday dawn, I checked my results. And I saw that an, I had an A+. Plus. Hallelujah. I don't know whether media, we can project the results. Just so that somebody will see it. If you can see it, that is our sister's result. Hallelujah. So that is an A+, plus in strategic supply chain management. Let's give the Lord another hand clap. So this is proof. If you are here and you've been getting D and E and F, today is the end. Hallelujah. You too, you will get your A. Hallelujah. So she continues. She says that, I checked and I had an A+. plus. Later in the evening, I checked my dashboard too and saw that I have been reposted to my place of choice. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In Ghana, yeah, it's not easy at all for you to go to national service and be reposted. But our sister got a reposting. She says that I would have gone all the way to Adar East for a release letter, which may not have, have been worked on by now. But thank God, I also listened to his instructions as he was prompted by the Spirit of God to ask me to go, to go have follow-up at the national service office. All glory to God and thank God for giving us a leader like Papa Eben. Long live this ministry in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody celebrate the Lord one more time. This evening we have had very powerful testimonies. I just want to end it with a testimony from myself. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Now, this, this is something that happened uh, a couple of years ago. And for a meeting like this, I think it's, it's appropriate that I repeat this testimony. I have been sharing it. I remember so well sometime in 2016. Hallelujah. And at a time where I was working, my salary, I still remember the figure. It was 546. 546 Ghana cities. That amount of money, almost every month I had to borrow money for my mom. <laughs> it was not an easy thing. I remember we were living in a compound house somewhere at North Kanishi. And it was a chamber and a hall. Is it a kind of house where when you're going to bath, you carry your, ba- your bucket. And then you go to the bathroom and then you, you, you hang a cloth. Uh, at the at the entrance of the bathroom, so that when Brakwami or Brakojo is passing, doesn't make a mistake and peep inside. So, I let's celebrate our father as he comes. Hallelujah. Papa, you're welcome. So that was the kind of I'm just describing the kind of life it was at that time. And in that same year, I think in February. My family had been served an eviction notice. You see, you can live in a compound house. They, they will tell you, oh, me too, me too. But this one, they give us a letter, which meant that the, the situation had become serious. Whether we like it or not, we had to move. So we had been told that we had six months to move out. And the reason was that the landlord had doubled our salary, just like how prices have doubled in recent times. <laughs> the landlord had doubled our, our rent, sorry. And even the single one, we were not even, it was a struggle paying, let alone now that your rent has been doubled and you have six months to pay. And I'm earning five or six. And my mother was selling on a table at Circle at the time. But I remember when I came home one time and then they told me that, oh, this is the letter. We've been served an eviction letter. And then I said, as for me, I trust that God will supply. Hallelujah. I'm sure my statement at the time was like, I have faith in heaven's economy to supply for me. So I told my mom that. I didn't know where funds were going to come from, but I just trusted God. Now, prior to this, sometime in October 2015, now what I'm saying is happened in 2016. In October 2015, I had seen a testimony on our WhatsApp page at the time that provoked me to sow a seed of a thousand CDs. Now, all my life, I had never given that amount of money before. So, I made a pledge. I sent Papa a message that, oh, I've seen a testimony. But then, it has provoked me to sow a seed of thousands. Somebody is sending five or six. You know that you have to use at least. <laughs> you take out your income, your transportation, everything. Maybe three months, you will not be able to pay. But then, I said that I will push my faith. I will stretch my faith and do this. So, I sent Papa a message. Now, the message, somebody just shared a testimony on our WhatsApp page. So I wasn't really obliged. It wasn't like church meeting where I would go and say that, oh, I've made a pledge. But I sent Papa a message and I said that, oh, I have, I've seen a message on our page. And I'm committing that I'm going to give a seed of a thousand cities by December. Papa took note of the date very well. So I remember I was getting to December, getting to 31st, and then he sent me a message. I'm reminding you of your pledge. <laughs> Hallelujah. And at that time, it wasn't easy at all. I had to do everything possible to gather the 1,000 cities, and then I gave it. 
Now, fast forward. Time was running out. We are still not being able to gather the double rent. And it was for two years. But listen to how God responded to my faith. By May that year, God miraculously gave me a job that was now giving me about 10 times of that 546. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not done. Now, when he gave me that job, because my papa has taught me about first fruit, I gathered everything and I went to give it. <laughs> Somebody that your rent was spending, I gathered everything and I gave it. So, it means that I had little months left to raise money. But listen to what God did. Hallelujah. Before that August, he had given me money to rent a three-bedroom apartment for my family. So we moved out of that house even before the time that we had been given to be evicted from the house. Hallelujah. And I'm just here to tell you, you see, as I'm standing here, I'm a living testimony. I can't come and stand here and lie. That if we can trust in God's economy, he will blow our mind. And anything a man of God tells us to do, like I gave my first fruit and I gave the seed, just do it. And you also testify. Hallelujah. Somebody celebrate the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, if you, if you are excited about the testimonies, just tell God that, Father, we are grateful. And I'm connecting myself to these testimonies. And I'll be the next to testify. Talk to God right now. Talk to God, somebody. I am highly expectant that you will be the next person to testify. Come next week. Come next. Come tomorrow. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Jesus. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Close your eyes wherever you are. Oh. There's nothing impossible. 
That is why I know tonight God is going to change the situation in your life. God is going to give you a testimony tonight. In that situation that is looking you in the face, that seems like it is impossible. Thank you. 
came on Saturday dawn, and by Monday morning, when she checked her portal, it wasn't a C, it wasn't a B, it wasn't a D, it was an A with a plus on it. Hallelujah. Listen, God is masters in what is impossible. So when we look at the situation that are happening in our world today, you must not be afraid. Because you are not serving an ordinary God. You are not here in this world as an ordinary person. No, you are a child of God. You have heaven backing you. You have the God of all the earth behind you. And if he says that all things are possible to him that believes, you better position yourself in faith. He is a master of that which is impossible. He can do all things. There is nothing that he cannot do. So don't be afraid of any situation that is going on. Listen, don't be afraid of any situation that is going on. About a year, a little over a year ago, somewhere, I think, on the 31st of August, we had such a meeting like this, and I told uh, you prophetically what was going to happen in the days to come about the kind of economic challenges that was going to happen in this nation and across the nations of the world. How many of us were in that meeting? Glory to Jesus Christ. Did it happen or not? And we are still in it. We are still in it. But the Lord is updating the prophetic word. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ. And it was the same thing that happened in the days of Noah. The Bible said that the Lord gave Noah a prophetic word and told, he said, go and tell the people of the earth that, hey, I'm going to destroy the earth with a flood. The people loved him to scorn. They said, you, you don't even what is a flood. Because back in that day, there, had been, there was nothing like rain. They have not experienced anything called rain before. They have not seen what a rain cloud looks like. That clouds look like. There was no sign. And the Bible tells us that from the time that God gave the word to, uh, uh, to, to, to Noah, at the time it took him to build the ark, it was quite a number of years. So they, they did not believe him. They did not believe him. They did not believe him. The Bible tells us that when the time was getting closer and the ark was also getting finished, he, God gave him another word that this ark is a salvation. This ark is a salvation. So tonight I have come with a prophetic word that the same prophet or the same God that spoke to us about the economic challenges that came is here to show us the way to the ark. Hallelujah. It's here to show us the way to the ark. The storm that is coming or that is, that is ravishing and ravaging the world, you will escape from that storm. I say you will escape from that storm in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And it's important that we understand these things so that our faith will be strong. Our faith will be strong. Listen, in the midst of the crisis and the challenges that are going on in the world, we need to understand where we are biblically. As the children of God, we need to know our position, where God, the provisions that God has made available for us. And for every child of God, we are positioned in First John chapter 5, the verse number 4. 1 John chapter 5, the verse number 4. It is a position of faith. The Bible said, this is the victory that overcometh the world. This is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. Even our faith. So, God has given us the tool by which we can conquer any situation that is ravaging the world. And he tells us that the answer he's given to us is our faith. Anything that comes from God is able to overcome the world. For whatsoever is born of God, the King James, New King James says, is, overcomes the world. And this is the victory. Lift up your right hand. Say, I have the victory. Say, my faith is the victory. 
He said that this is the victory that overcomes the world. Our what? Faith. So in these times, if you are going to be a believer who is going to survive these storms, and you are going to do very well, you need that five-letter word working effectively and functionally in your life. You need faith. You need faith. Look, things are getting more and more difficult. But God promises the one who believes that victory is yours. That victory is yours. Faith is the foundation that brings stability to the life of the Christian. Other than that, every news, every information will be tossing you here and there, here and there. And you'll be going through what you are going through. But God says that once you are a child of God, you are not the same. You are a different person from the rest of the world. Please, Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is a family affair. We are a separated family. We are the family of God. The Bible calls us the household of God. It is not about a religion where we come and practice certain things and say that this is my religious position. No, Christianity is a family affair. And in our family, we have things that apply to us that don't apply to the rest of the world. So if you are in the Christian family and you are in the God family, you need to understand what applies to you and what does not apply to you. Poverty does not apply to you. I said poverty does not apply to you. Sickness does not apply to you. Pain does not apply to you. But how do you ensure that you are functioning in this truth? It is by faith. It is by faith. It is by faith. It is by faith. Jesus said that, uh, Jesus said that, he that believes that all things are possible to him that believes. All things are possible to him that believes. So if you are a believer, oh, there's hope for you. Hallelujah. If you are a believer, if you are a believer, faith is very necessary in these times. And the believer, the one who has been justified, Romans chapter 5, the verse number 1, the Bible says that therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God. We have peace with God through, we have peace with God. So we have been brought into that vital fellowship through Jesus Christ and we have been reconciled to God. So we are the justified ones. Now in Habakkuk chapter 2, the verse number 4, the Bible ends that scripture by saying that the just shall live by faith. He said that his soul that is lifted up in him, his soul that is lifted up in him is not upright, but the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Romans chapter 1 verse 17. The Bible tells us that the, our faith, our faith, uh, our faith advances from righteousness to righteousness. And again, what are we supposed to understand? The just shall live by faith. You go to Galatians chapter 3 the verse number 11. The Bible tells us again, the just shall live by faith. You go to Hebrews chapter 10, the verse number 38. The Bible again affirms that the just shall live by faith. If anybody draws back or functions in unbelief. He said that my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Why? Because that is not how we are supposed to function. A child of God is not supposed to function by what we are hearing on the news. A child of God is not supposed to function by the things that you are seeing or hearing or feeling. A child of God is supposed to function from the realm, from the dimension, from the position of faith. And faith believes the word of God. 
Faith believes the word of God. What God has said is true is what the child of God is supposed to function by. And you look at these four scriptures. My father and the Lord, uh, uh, Reverend Dr. Bemba said that you see our Christianity foundation on these four pillars. And anything that is on four legs has stability. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anything on four legs has stability. So for a child of God, if you want to have stability in this life and stability in your walk with God, you need to function by faith. Not by prayer. Not by prayer, but by faith. Prayer is an essential part of our Christianity. But if your life is just based on prayer, you are going to have a problem. You are going to have a problem. Until you learn to navigate your life by faith, there's no stability. It takes faith to bring stability. Glory to Jesus Christ. And in the balance or in the work of faith, there is also what is known as faith for abundance. Faith for the supplies of God and in economic challenges, economic holocaust, economic pandemic that is ravaging the earth. Listen, everybody is feeling it too. Everybody is feeling it. And people are getting into debt all over the place. It's not only Ghana that is in debt. Even America, they are in debt in the trillions of dollars. Trillions of dollars. Some of us don't even know that there's a well like trillions. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen. You are doing like you know. If I give you $1,000 right now, won't you, won't you be jumping and shouting? What are you talking about? Now somebody's smile is, is changing because imagine $1,000. You don't smile at me that way. I'm not bringing you the $1,000. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So there's, there's economic instability everywhere. Everywhere. All over the place. Even those who are doing well are not doing as well as they want to do. And in Ghana, I heard that recently, just today, I saw a news item that Ghana, Sidi, and the Nigerian Naira are battling rat race. Who wants to be the worst? Who wants to be the worst? It's not a rat race for the best. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. The Central Bank of Nigeria and the Central Bank of Ghana. Hallelujah. You know, I want to, I want to say Ghana first, but then I want Ghana to feel good. So I put Nigeria first before Ghana. They are battling. Glory to Jesus Christ. But it's not their fault. The prophecy came even before they were born. The prophecy came before they were born. Glory to Jesus Christ. So God wants us to understand uh, that there is abundance for the child of God. But this abundance is available through teaching. Through teaching of the word of God. Hear me. The reason why tonight I'm not taking, I'm not taking you through some wild prayers and I'm going to spend the next minutes, uh, 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 not a few minutes, the next minutes teaching is because your profitability is in teaching. The profit of the child of God is not in the abundance of prayers, but in the abundance of teachings. In the abundance of teachings, when Jesus said we should go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, the Bible said, go and teach them to observe all that I have taught you. It is that go and gather them for prayer meetings. Nowadays, whenever we want to even start churches, we want to start with a prayer and a prophetic gathering, and then, oh, the people are coming. And so that's why when they come that way, they go that way, because your, their faith is in the prayer and in prophecy. But you see, prayer and prophecy does not establish believers, and does not establish a life of victory. It is teachings. So if you are going to chase anything that will make you a star, you need to chase teachings. 
just teachings. Why is it that you, you listen to some of the testimonies? I'll be teaching and then somebody will say that I was, I, was not feel, I was feeling fine before I came to church. But then as I was sitting in church, I started feeling some heart pains. No, there, there's, uh, there was a demon in that person already. And it was going to manifest in something more dangerous. But in the atmosphere, the spirit of God started driving the thing out and it started manifesting. It started manifesting. So he listened to the, uh, another testimony. Alex, you are going to eat a, a, a contaminated bread. Be careful of the bread that you are eating. Amen and amen. You see, somebody, I can see the bread dancing. You, you ate the bread before coming to church. Amen and amen. <laughs> and he did not know that the bread that he had eaten was contaminated. I can just imagine him. He was not breaking bread. He was tearing bread. My God, my God, my God. He did not know that there was something in the bread. But in the atmosphere of the spirit and of power, the Holy Ghost started provoking that thing to come out. Tonight, anything that the devil has embedded in you, by the time we finish with this meeting, it will be driven out. I said it will be pushed out of your being. In the name of Jesus Christ. And you are going to leave this place free. I said, you are going to leave this place free. I said, you are going to leave this place free. Shout a big and a believing amen over here and celebrate the Lord. In the atmosphere of teaching. Look, I, I, I used to prophesy more than I prophesy now. Okay, maybe I don't know about that. But I, those days, when we have a meeting, all of a sudden, prayer and power and prophesying and people are falling down. And after some time, the Lord told me that, no, this thing is not going to bring, bring, it's not going to strengthen and establish them. So start teaching. When I started teaching, half of the people disappeared. Half of the people disappeared. And some of them were even saying, ah, ah, they used to call me Brian. Brian has lost the anointing. Has lost the anointing. And that's when we come, talk, talk, ah, open your Bible to open your Bible to But you see, it is teachings that establish a child of God. It is teachings, anointed, spirit filled, Bible based teachings. Not ideas of men. No. no. And a lot of people have many ideas, but it is not the ideas of men that work. It is the word of God, the teachings that are foundation on the word of God. Isaiah chapter 48, verse 17. I'm going to show to you that teachings bring profitability to your Christianity. You want to see profits in your Christianity. Somebody has said, I've sown seed, I've sown and sown and sown and sown. Why am I not seeing any change? I've been coming to church over and over again. Why am I not seeing any change? You are not paying attention to the teachings. You are not paying attention to the teachings. That is why the people are saying you are coming to church and we are not seeing any difference. Because you are not using the teachings. Somebody has said that tonight is an anointing service. So you, the person is just waiting for me to finish so that I can start laying hands on some people over here. No. Listen, the anointing actually is in the words that I am sharing with you. As I am speaking right now, the anointing is, has started. The anointing has started. And if you open up your spirit, by the time we finish, in the realm of the spirit, you'll be like fried chicken. Anointing everywhere. What are you talking about? How is it fried chicken? When you squeeze it oil, when you think it's dry, and you put, uh, you put uh, tissue around you, you still see that there's oil over there. The oil has entered into the very pores, into the very being of the meat. The meat is no longer just meat, it's oily meat. What are you talking about? I'm cooking you over here with anointing. Come on, give the Lord some praise. So, the teachings. 
Isaiah 48 verse 17. I'm going to, my papa said, I'm going to jump the scripture. So tonight, please, get ready. We are going to run through scriptures upon scriptures upon scriptures. Enjoy it. What do you think? Yeah. yeah. Isaiah 48 verse 17. Thus hear the Lord thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord which was teacher thee to what? Prophet. I'm the Lord that teach you. I teach you to profit. So the, 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 the change, the miracle is in the teaching. Isaiah chapter 2 verse 3. Verse number 2 says that, it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established at the top of the mountains and all the nations shall flow unto it. Why are they flowing unto it? Verse number 3. Tell us why they are all going to the house of God. And many people shall say, Go and say, come ye, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. And he will do what? Teach us his ways. Because they have seen that his ways are above their ways. So, the teaching, the teaching, the teaching. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 20 and 21. Verse 20 says, And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity, meaning trying and difficult times, how do you come out permanently from difficult times? Look, I, I love testimonies. But the testimony that I love are the testimonies of people who, know, who are not just saying, that, Oh, the man of God laid hands on me. But the man of God taught us something. And then I applied it, and then it worked for me. That is the biggest testimony for me. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 20. He said, though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity, why is it that sometimes we receive a test, one testimony, and then we enter into another trouble? We are not permanently at rest, but we are supposed to be permanently at rest. Teachings. He said, though the Lord give thee the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, meaning troubles, troubling situations. He said, yet your teachers, when you are going through a problem, that is the worst time to stay away from church. Your teachers will not be moved into a corner anymore. Some people, whenever they are going through a marital issue, they are going through a relationship issue, they had a problem with the, the boy, and then we are crying, I'm, uh, I'm crying, he, he, he has broken my heart. That's why I couldn't come to church. Sister, better get up, stop that, and come to church, and come and learn the right thing. I'm, I'm not seeing somebody around here is doing that. <laughs> Amen. It could be somebody around there. You understand? Sometimes I do that to confuse the atmosphere. <laughs> though you are going through adversity and affliction there are people who say oh they will not come to church anymore why because I'm going through too many problems oh my sister stop that my brother stop that that is the worst mistake you can make he said when you are going through adversity and affliction your teachers must not move to the corner anymore but your eyes should see your teachers your eyes shall see your teachers and when your eyes see your teachers, look at the verse 21, what will happen? That is when you begin to get instruction and direction on what to do. Your ears will then what hear a word behind you saying that this is the way, walk in it. This is the correct way. This is what you should stop. And this is what you should do. You heard uh, Elizabeth, let me refer to Elizabeth's testimony again. She wanted to go and do her national service at AME. When she went there, somebody, an HRO, the head of the HR department, said that she should go all the way to to Adan, 
all the way to her down to go and get a letter or something from there. And so she was getting ready. She, she was calling me. Fortunately for her, that was one of the days I picked the call. Amen and amen. If you have been calling me and sometimes I've been missing, please. Uh, it is not only you. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. I render apology to all of you. Amen and amen. But I think she called a number of times and eventually I paid. And then she said that this is what HR has said. I was wondering that am I an SSS officer? Or am I the one working at EME? But see, she, her eyes were on her teacher. When she was telling me that she was going, I said, my dear, you don't go. Don't go. Rather, I feel like go to this place. And then you don't worry. Go home. And whatever will be, will be. Glory to Jesus Christ. And boom. What happened? She didn't have to go all the way to her down. God miraculously opened the door. And she got her appointments. Why? Her eyes beheld her teachers. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Listen, tonight, if your ears will be open to the words that I'm sharing with you, you will see that your miracles will start manifesting. If you refuse to forget the words that you are going to learn, and you are going to accept the word of God, as the scriptures have spoken, your life is going to improve. Your life is going to improve. Glory to Jesus Christ. Yeah. You hear a word behind you saying that this is the way walking it. Whether you should turn to the right or you should turn to the left. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. The Bible says it, it gives us power. It gives the power to get wealth. The, the abundance that God has given to us, it is accessible through the teachings. God will never come and put money in your hands. He can do that. But your sustainable wealth, he doesn't work it that way. He will show you what you are supposed to do. He will show you what you are supposed to do. And so in your doing, then you see your prosperity is manifesting. May you become a doing Christian. We need understanding of these things. Teaching brings understanding. What made Solomon the richest king that ever lived? He was taught by his father, get wisdom. And in all that getting, get understanding. His father taught him early. Listen to me. He didn't tell him that go and get money. He said get wisdom. And in everything that you are looking for in life, go for understanding. So tonight I submit to you that if you are going to survive and to do well in this financial holocaust that is ravaging the earth, you need spiritual understanding. You need spiritual understanding. Look at the testimony of our sister Chile. She, everybody was increasing prices. And she got an insight from the Holy Ghost. That don't increase your price because this is a prophetic significance of your business. So your business is no longer a business that's sent into a ministry. Because God is the one running it. At the end of the day, look at the miracle that came. Look at the miracle that came. You need insights. You need understanding. Lift up your right hand. Say, Father, fill my heart with understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. With understanding, you realize that the kingdom of God operates on gifts. Listen, the things that I'm sharing with you, the devil doesn't like it at all. Because these are the ways by which you mesmerize and destroy any power of darkness. Look, the problems that are going through the, are, are ravaging the, the financial economic storm that is taking place, the devil is behind it. The devil is behind it. Why? The devil does not like riches or prosperity, especially coming to the children of God. Coming to the children of God. No. 
He wants a way to, to, to step forward the advancement of the gospel. But he doesn't know that God is raising billionaires and millionaires over here. And we are going to push the gospel like never before. I said, I see God raising millionaires and billionaires over here. By the time we will be done with, this, with these teachings, God is going to permanently bring an end to poverty in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Receive that grace. Listen, I'm going, to, I'm going to tell you something. Believe it. In this crisis, that's when you are going to wear the best clothes. That's when you are going to eat the best food. That's when you are going to be looking nicer and more sumptuous and sweet abilities. Receive it right now. Yeah. In the midst of crisis, that's when God causes his children to shine. The darker the night, the brighter the light, star, the light shines. Glory to Jesus Christ. Believe it. Find the keys and use the keys. Doors respond to keys. Every good thing in the kingdom of God is behind the door. Jesus said unto Peter, I said, I give you the keys of the kingdom. What are the use of the keys? To open doors. To open doors. So every blessed benefit of the kingdom is accessible by a key. And tonight, God is going to give us keys. Hallelujah. I said, God is going to give us keys. I said, God is going to give us keys. And by these keys, you are not going to connect to natural resources. You are going to connect to heavenly resources. That's why we are sharing on the Sabbath faith in the economy of heaven. Or faith in heaven's economy. Because heaven also has its economy. And you are a citizen of heaven. Listen, Ghana has uh, resources and, and laws and whatever that, by which they, they control the economy of Ghana for Ghanaians. Nigeria does same. UK have theirs. United States of America have theirs. But we also belong to a kingdom and it's the kingdom of heaven. It's the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God also has its resources. Look at the financial testimonies. Look at the breakthroughs that people have been testifying about. It is God releasing access. God releasing access. And when God is doing this for one person, it shows that God is in the neighborhood. As I show that God is in the neighborhood, you are also going to access some heavenly supply. By the time we are done today, somebody, you will get to the house and you find some money that you didn't even know was existing. Somebody is going to receive a moment alert that will bring tears to your eyes. Somebody's bank balance is going to change and appreciate her by the power of the Holy Ghost. Who am I speaking to over here? The resources of heaven. Listen, and the reason why people are afraid is because their eyes are on that they are one source of income. But listen, heaven has several portals. Heaven has several doors. Don't be living as though it is your business or your salary that is taking care of you. No. Oh, mass for me, man of God, I'm being taken care of by the work that I'm doing. I'm a hard worker. Listen, don't insult God. Don't insult God. God can take care of you beyond whatever work that you are doing. When the children of Israel were walking through the wilderness, were they working? Were they farming? Were they planting? What were they doing? They were just walking. They were just walking. But every single day they had some seeds. Every single day there was a supply. Every single day God was taking care of them. So don't tell me that it is your work that takes care of you. God is the one who takes care of us. And the work that we are doing is just one of the ways by which he takes care of us. Understand this. Let that become a foundation of your faith. That God can take care of you. Lift up your right hand. Say, God takes care of me. Say, God takes care of me. When you understand this, you will never go into fraud. 
When you understand this, you will not steal. You see, the problem with many people who do some of those things is because they are impatient. And so, they are now going ahead of God. And when you go ahead of God, you die quickly. When you go ahead of God, you have, you have cut short your life. Cut short your life. Look at the children of Israel. When they started to go ahead of God, they started to do something that is according to the flesh. Everybody who was older than 20 years, they died in the wilderness. When you try to go ahead of God, you cut short your life. You cut short your life. Trust in the Lord. Lift up your right hand. Say, Father, help me to trust you. Say, I receive grace to trust you. Hallelujah. So the first covenant key I want to release today, and I think I've already shared some of the things I'll be sharing with you over the weekend, is that do not be afraid. Fear not. Fear not. Tell somebody beside you, fear not. Oh, don't be looking at the news items that are coming every day and become afraid. Tell the person, look at the person I bought you. I will tell the person, fear not. I'm a pastor. The cost of things are going up, are going up. Since you were born, have you seen the cost of things going down before? No, 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 no. Have you seen the cost of things going down before? So things go up. And when they go up, God has been taking care of us up to now. Is it this time that he cannot take care of us? What are you talking about? So he will take care of us. If they were progressing slowly, he was taking care of us slowly. And now they are progressing faster, he will take care of us faster. You should see God. You should see God. But rather, you will not go hungry in this season. I say you will not go hungry in this season. Somebody, before we come out of this issue, uh, your finances would have changed five times. You would have increased five times. Uh, receive it right now. I don't know, but the Lord is telling me that our people, by December, your income would have doubled. Uh, if you are earning 2000 get ready, 4000 uh, 5000 7000 uh, Receive it right now. I said, receive it right now. God is speaking to me right now. That people, your income, people's income, uh, under the sound of my voice, uh, there is an income. There is an increase. There is an increase coming. There's somebody you are receiving come from only one direction. But I see God opening other doors. I see God opening other doors. I see God opening other doors. It will be coming from the left, from the right, from the front, from the back, from up. Receive it now. Multiple supplies. It was until I started learning to trust God for my income and for my daily life that I saw that God can take care of people from more than one direction, from more than one source. You see, everything that God uses is a resource. God is the only source. Your boss is not a source. Your business is not a source. God is a source. Every other thing is a resource. It's a resource. It's a channel that he uses. Why am I feeling that somebody is about to activate the seven channels of supply? Seven channels of supply. Seven channels of supply. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And they'll be coming like that. And they'll be crashing into each other. Crashing into each other. Very soon, you will realize that you don't even know where you are spending from. Where they are spending from channel one, channel two, channel three, channel four, channel five, channel six, or channel seven. Receive that kind of grace. I see the glory of God in the atmosphere. I see the smoke of His presence over here. Somebody, something is changing about your life. Something is changing about your life. Something is changing about your life. God has several doors He can use to take care of you. Don't be afraid. Fear not. 
If you're a child of God, you have no business being afraid. Listen, God's word never fails. Establish yourself on the foundation of his word. Look, his word is the only unchanging element of an ever-changing world. God's word never changes. God's word is not like the economy. God's word is not broke like, the, like Ghana or any other country that is broke. No. God's word never changes. It's always full of supply. So if you are going to survive and you are going to excel and you are going to prosper, establish yourself on the foundation of his word. His word never changes. Exodus chapter 22 verse 23, you realize that God's word provides exemption for his children. The Bible says that Moses stretched forth his hand toward heaven and there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt for three days. The Bible says in verse 23, they saw not one another Neither, neither rose any from his place for three days, but all the children of Israel had light in their dwelling. Wow. The children of Israel, they had light where they were dwelling. When everywhere you go, you see darkness. And the Lord is telling us something over here. In these last days, when the earth is groping about in darkness, the only place you see light is the church. The only place you see light is the house of God. The only light, place you see light is the body of Christ. Either when you go to Nigeria, it is very clear. That as one, we have been complaining about doom so. I heard that in Nigeria is doom, 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 doom so. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. So as you are going, anywhere that you see light, you, you find that mostly is a, is a church. It's a church auditorium. It's a church auditorium. And that's how it's going to be in these last days. I said that's how it's going to be in these last days. Isaiah chapter 60. Uh, uh, but even before that, let me, let me, let me shoot the scripture. Isaiah 8 verse 12. He says that, say not a confederacy or a conspiracy for all, to all them to whom these people shall say a conspiracy. In other words, when they are complaining about certain things, don't join them and become one of their complainers as though you are afraid of their fear. He says that, nor be afraid of their threats or their troubles. Don't be afraid of their fears. Let not the fear that they have hijack you. No, 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 no. Can you give me NLT? New Living Translation. He said that, don't become afraid as though, uh, and don't live in dread of what frightens them. Oh, and now, now Milo, Milo, the cost of one tin of Milo or one tin of Nido is 80 Ghana cities. And I will come and put cement and then Nido, you go drink tea or you go build house. <laughs> and then somebody says, I will build a tea house. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. So, don't become afraid. You see, whatever God has told you to do, just go ahead and keep doing it. Some way, somehow, He'll supply you. He'll take care of you. Let fear leave you. Why? Not because you have in your mind how it's going to work. No, but because you trust in the living God that He knows how it's going to work. All you need to do is just put yourself on Him, and then He'll take care of the rest. He'll take care of the rest. Tonight, I want you to shift your heart. Take your heart away from the threats. Take your heart away from the things that are bringing fear and distrust in the living God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ. It's important we understand these things. Revelation is powerful in these days. When you understand them, 
you will realize that things are changed. You, you, when you realize the thing that the Bible, the Word of God has made available to you, you will never be afraid. But rather in these times, you'll be changing levels. You'll be changing levels. Listen to me. It, is, it will shock you that it is uh, it, within this period that you, you, you get out of your house not knowing how you are going to get to work. And for the first time, you'll be sitting in a BMW or a Benz car. So it will amaze you what God will do. Something is changing over here. I see three people changing levels over here. If you are one of them, give the Lord a shout. It will amaze you. Oh, it will amaze you. I don't know, but can I prophesy? I just saw somebody you have been given a bag of brand new clothes. From now to December, you are going to see it. God is going to move somebody to bring you some clothes. And say, I take this, take it, enjoy the season. Enjoy the season. Can I prophesy? I saw somebody being given bags of rice. Bags of supply. Bags of supply. Bags of supply. The Lord opened my eyes. And I see that God is releasing supply to some over here. As I stamp my feet, I declare that there's a shaking in the heavens and it's bringing supply your way. It's bringing supply your way. It's bringing supply your way. Clap your hands and shout, I receive it. Ay, 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 ay. I don't know why I keep seeing supply like that. I see, I see clouds and the clouds are coming in with their rays. I see clouds coming and they are coming in with their rays. Ravens are coming with food in their mouth. They are coming with food in their mouth. Oh, I hear the Lord say, tell them that from the wildest sources, from the wildest sources, sources that they never expected, I am going to meet their every need, and they shall not suffer hunger or lack, and then they shall know that the scripture, Psalm 23, verse 1 is true, the Lord is my shepherd, who is, who is a sheep of the Lord, to whom is the Lord a shepherd, if you are one that you will never suffer lack, come on, celebrate the Lord. Have you ever seen a good shepherd and then his sheep are going out looking for food? No. No, 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 no. He takes them to green pastures. He said, he leaded me in... Uh, my God, my God, my God. He leaded me in green pastures. My God, my God. Listen, someone just be silent, be still and know. God is going to lead your steps into the places where the food is. Or where the supply is. Come on, allow the Lord to be God. In times like this, that is when you should give God the chance to be God. That is what makes him God. Miracles, signs and wonders are what make God appear to us to be God. Because if it is about what we can do, then we, are, we can do it ourselves. But when God does what is beyond the human understanding, then it's that indeed do we serve a living God. Somebody, that is going to be your story. I said, that is going to be your story. If you believe it, let your amen sound like thunder. 
Understanding this supply system means that you should understand how economic systems operate in this world. There are two functional economic systems that operate. About two or three years ago, during finance convention, I was teaching about the banking system of heaven, and I juxtaposed it with the banking system of the earth. It is just the banking systems work in economic frameworks. So there are two economic systems that are functioning in earth. There's what is called the earthly economy. It is economy is controlled and managed by men. The, the, how it functions is the wisdom of men that is working. It's controlled, managed by men with their degrees and their doctorates and their certificates and their licenses. When it's, and often functions by commerce, without it, which involves buying and selling, buying and selling. So men are buying and selling, putting some amount, and then they get profits. Uh, it's often, that's what we call the Babylonian system. Is it, but this Babylonian system, because it is run by men, it fails from time to time. Why? Because of one, the imperfection and the weakness of men. Because men cannot see everything. You have drawn your business plan, come up with all your strategies, got a very strategic shop in circles, the heart of the city, and you know that people pass there every day, but you do not know that tomorrow there will be a storm, that will, a flood, that will destroy everything that you have invested. So, because of your limitation, somebody set up a, a powerful filling station at, uh, on, the, on, the, on the N1. As at that time, it wasn't called N1. It was a dusty, trafficy, terrible road to pass upon. And because of the, the road was under construction, all the way from Malam uh, Junction through to uh, uh, if you want to preach, go and get your microphone and preach. Let me preach my preaching over here. Tete Kwashi. Amen and amen. I don't know whether any of you, some of you didn't come and meet those roads. Yeah, they were not born. Some of you didn't come and meet those roads. And some of you, you came to Accra recently. <laughs> My God, you could be on that road from, 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 from Malam Junction to Kwashi. Three hours, you are still on the road. The road was bad. So, filling stations took advantage. Because in the traffic alone, your phone will be running. Somebody went to get his big loan. He went to establish one, two, about three filling stations along the road. Right after that, ones came from Abruzzi and they did the road. Now, nobody stops on that road. Shim, 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 shim. He lost all his investments. The weakness of men. So the Babylonian system fails. Because of the weakness of men. Again, it fails because of greed. Greed of men. When one person wants to numify everything, chopify everything, numify everything. And see, when that happens, those who are working are so hard pressed, some of them start stealing. And then the business starts collapsing. Things are going bad. Greed and wickedness, and then also satanic influences. 
demonic influences that can affect the earthly economy, the Babylonian system, so it fails. So you go through the scriptures, you realize that from time to time, hardships hit the economy of men. Their money begins to fail. Genesis chapter 47 verse 15, the Bible says, and when money failed in the land of Egypt, just like you see Ghana city is failing. Those days when somebody blesses you with hundred Ghana cities, oh, in Israel, oh, in Israel, because the things he can do for you. Now, that hundred Ghana city is not like twenty Ghana cities. <laughs> Are you understanding me? Now, it means that money is failing. The power of the money is becoming weaker and weaker. And that's what happened in Egypt. But the Bible said that when money failed, the people turned to Joseph. Why? Joseph was a covenant child. Joseph, even though he was in Egypt, he was not an Egyptian. He was the seed of Abraham. Ah, listen to me. Those who are going to survive in this season are the covenanted people. People who understand and they operate within the covenant. Because when the covenant is working, God is actively working. Say, ah, I'm here to prove myself. I'm proving myself to my people. Embed yourself in the covenant. Upon me when we ask you more. I will say, It's a, a, a covenant of prosperity. That is a covenant that runs the other economy, the heavenly economy. Glory to Jesus Christ. Listen to me. The Babylonian system has been prophesied to fail. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 2 and 3. The Bible says, For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. Gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Do you know that that word glory also means wealth? It also means financial abundance. So, most of the time, people don't know. They, they just take glory as oh, some light. So, when the glory work comes, then we say, oh, some light has come around us. Oh, I see, I see his glory. I see his glory. I see his glory come down. Oh, <laughs> I see his glory come. Better play the thing over here and support me. <laughs> Uh, so we see listen this is the voice to the nations you better stop your local voice and listen to the international voice what are you talking about but the word glory actually means wealth let me show you something quickly if you go to Haggai Haggai chapter number 2 Haggai chapter number 2, verse 7 to the verse number 9. Look at the context over here. Haggai chapter 2, verse 7. The Bible says, I will shake all the nations and the desire of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house with glory, said the Lord of hosts. So he said that he will fill the house with all glory. Now look at the verse number 8. Why does he mention silver and gold as I'm talking about glory? And then look at the verse number 9. And he said that the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. Meaning the glory over there contextually is talking about silver and gold. When he says that, and the glory shall be seen upon thee. Oh, my God, your suit, your shoe, your car, your, your, your skin tone. Hey, Bashatala. Listen, some of you, you have been, you have, the lipstick you have, every five minutes you have to apply again. For it is not quality. You see, but as some lipsticks, when you apply, even 10 hours, you can see that the thing is still there. In 
in this season, that is when God is going to give you the wealth to connect to those things now. Please don't be jealous. So when poverty is driving you, you say that, hey, well, instead of using your money for other things, I use it for lipstick. You don't have money. That's why you are talking like that. But God is about to change your level. I said, God is about to change your level. Receive that grace. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Ah, is it, well, why, why should he wear something on his suit? What's that? What's that? What's he trying to show? What's that trying? Eh? If they wanted it to be on the suit, when you buy a suit, it should be there already. Eh? Stop, stop trying to master. It is your, your poverty that is speaking. It is not you. Glory to Jesus because God has made you rich. Amen and amen. Give a club offering to the Lord. So, the glory is talking about the wealth. And so let's go back to Isaiah chapter 60. You read the verse number 3. He says, And the Gentiles shall come to your light, and the kings to the brightness of the rising. That means that in the end times, God is going to transfer prosperity into the church. Into the church. We'll be the lightest city. We'll be the lightest city. When people are looking for shelter, they'll be coming to us. Can I tell you something? After this meeting, people will be coming to you for help. People will be coming to you for help. You'll be paying rent. You'll be paying fees. You'll be providing food for people. Who am I prophesying to right now? You see, the one who cannot say amen is because you are a wicked person. So every time it's yours, it's me, give me, give me, give me. You always want to eat another person. You don't want anybody to eat your own home. Better repent and give your life to Jesus. And let Jesus use you to take care of other people. Stretch your hands like this. Say, I give. You see, when I just stretch your hands, somebody is ready to receive. I, I say, I give. <laughs> that was our glory. So, it is the wisdom of God to bring prosperity to his children in these last days. And it's important you understand. You see, the Babylonian system fails from time to time. Genesis chapter 26 verse 1. The Bible tells us about a famine that came in the days of Isaac. Like the famine that came in the days of Abraham. Meaning one had come before. Another came in the days of Jacob. Another came. So there are always seasons of scarcity and trouble. It affects the Babylonian system every time. So somebody will have an investment in one day, tomorrow, something will happen and everything. Ah, shit. Everything is gone. Everything is gone. I heard about the case of a certain uh, lady. She opened a pharmacy uh, in... <laughs> it's very bad. She went and she went to rent for 10 years a shop or a pharmacy. And the landlord collected the money and consumed the money. And he knew that they were going to construct a road or something there in the next year or two. And they had come to announce to them about five years earlier. So he knew, he knew, and he collected 10 years' rent. She went to another location. They had been there less than six months. One morning they came, they had broken into the shop and taken everything. Babylonian system. It suffers because of the wickedness of men, the greed of men, and satanic influences. That is why you cannot put your faith in the systems of the world. Never be there and think that, oh, I have a good job, so no. No. I've heard about the cases of wealthy men, and they had billions, and then they got sick. 
and they could not trace the cause of the sickness. One test, one surgery, one or procedure after the other all over the world before they realized in two years all their money was gone. All their money was gone. Babylonian system, ha, never, never, never. I detach myself from the control of the Babylonian system. Are you understanding me? So those of you who may even think that you don't have anybody or you don't have anything. No, stop thinking that way. You have God. So attach yourself. Find out how God's system works. It will amaze you. All those who are ahead of you overtake them all. Somebody's level is changing. I know somebody's level is changing. In Second Kings chapter six, we from verse twenty-four. Last Sunday, I was talking a lot about that. Oh, how Ben Hadad, the king of Syria, surrounded Samaria, uh, Israel, and there was hardship. Cheap things became expensive. One bottle of oil moved from two hundred cities to thousand cities. Things changed all of a sudden. And the king was walking on the, on the top of the wall. And he said, oh, king, come and help us. It was so bad that people were eating and chewing their children. So if you compare that to what we are going through in Ghana, Charlie, we are doing well. <laughs> amen and amen. Your own has not gotten as bad yet. Glory to Jesus. But I will tell you a prophecy that will show you that there is a reason for exemption. I will tell you if I forget to tell the prophecy, remind me. Because it's going to, this thing is going to start happening. Maybe not literally, but I'll tell you why. I saw a vision, and I didn't like that vision. And that is the reason why we are going to anoint everybody over here with the oil of exemption. If you are here, you have your children, your children, your children are not here. Take extra oil and go, go and pray for them. Go and pray for them. Go and pray for them. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. So, the king said, how can I help you if God doesn't help you? Should I go to the floor of the bounce or the wine press? You see, like the way we are going to IMF. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. But do you know there's no future for the borrower? There's no future for the borrower. No, 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 no. The Bible said that the borrower is a slave to the lender. And so, we are going, IMF bailouts, IMF money is coming. Oh, what are we, we are selling ourselves, selling our land, selling our country. There's no future for the borrower. If you are here and you are borrowed and borrowed and borrowed, after this today, the grace of God is going to take you out of debt and will take you out of being a borrower to be a lender. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 12, it is in the Bible. It said that thou shalt not borrow. Deuteronomy 28 verse 12. It said that I will open unto you my good treasures and say I will give you rain in the day of, in, the, in this season. To bless all the work of your hands, and you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. Let's have the right and say, I'll never borrow. Anytime you borrow a strategic borrow, you know you pay, you know you have already done your calculations. Amen. And amen. To borrow because of need or supply for survival. No, God doesn't want that. God doesn't want that. Are you understanding me? God doesn't want that. In fact, in some countries, they don't even allow you to use cash for anything. You have to borrow. You have to borrow. Yeah? What? Credit what? Cards and things like that. And yeah, in America, they barely allow. So anybody who pays cash for things, they start suspecting you. 
is it suspecting you? That's why we go there. Some of their interest rates are so low. Are so low. So, <laughs> amen and amen. Is the moon too quiet? The moon in the house of Yasi. Look at the way you are. Uh, hey, hey. <laughs> I don't be so too quiet. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but you need to understand the context. That's why I'm teaching you that. So, God doesn't want you to live a life where your needs are dependent on borrowing. No. Anybody who borrows, you have no future. You have no future. You have no future. God doesn't want us to borrow. So, if he doesn't want us to borrow, he must show us a way out. And that's why he introduces us to economy of heaven. The economy of heaven. The economy of heaven receives its supply from the riches of his glory. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19. How does God take care of us? My God shall what? Supply all your need. How? According to his riches in glory. There's something known as the riches of Christ's glory. Listen to me. Listen to every word I'm sharing with you. No matter how much time you may think I'm taking. Listen. Well, I'm not here to waste my time or waste your time. No, no, we didn't come here to play. We came here to give you secrets that are in the scriptures. Really? If you grab hold of this and you change levels up. I'm telling you. If you grab hold of these things that I'm sharing with you. Oh. Oh. Please. Go. You realize. Let me tell you something. When you go around the world. The churches where they do teachings, that's where you see a lot of people wealthy over there. The churches where everything is about prophecy, prophecy. You see that but where teachings and they are applying the word, you see them, they will start from somewhere and they will start changing levels gradually, gradually, gradually. And it is consistent. It is consistent. It is consistent. One of the wealthiest pastors in the world, Kenneth Copeland, he teaches. You don't see him come and prophesy, hey, I, 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 what, I, your mother is a woman. <laughs> How you are getting me? No, I'm not saying that that is wrong. I see when you exchange the emphasis from teachings to prophecy, the people miss their blessing. I prophesy, so... I cannot be speaking against the prophetic. But I'm trying to position us in the right way as a church. Position us. Anytime you hear that there's a teaching program, run. Not when you hear there's a prophetic program, then you are running. No. It's a teaching program. Because even this church by our prophetic program, so <laughs> we do the teaching first. And yeah, one hour video virgin. What are you talking about? Open your Bibles with me. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Yeah, because that is what will ensure sustained prosperity. Sustained prosperity. Look, you can change your background. You can change your life through applying the keys of the kingdom. Applying the keys of the kingdom. They are simple as that. They are simple as that. If you apply the keys of the kingdom, your struggles in prayer will go down. And now your prayers will become weightier because you pray about more important things. Oh God, my breakthrough, raka, rakatosa, my breakthrough, no. 
when you get to that level, your prayers will be, Lord, thy will be done. Use me for your will. Lord, use me to touch my world. Thy will be done. Those kinds of prayers are the heavier kinds of prayers. Heavier kinds of prayers. They are heavier than, oh God, ah, breakthrough from that family curse. Fire. Fire. Amen and amen. Are we together over here? You establish yourself in the teachings. Your foundation of faith. On the word of God. What are you talking about? Mm. God is helping us. I said God is helping us. I said God is helping us. So, our supply comes from the riches of his glory. And it is based on the covenants. And this covenant is the covenant of abundance that God established with Abraham. So if you are a child of God, for you to tap into abundant supply, so that in the midst of any recession or depression, you will still do well, you need to understand and establish yourself in the covenants. The covenant that God cut with Abraham and with his seed was a covenant of abundance. It was established in Genesis chapter 17. Genesis chapter 17, let me read quickly from verse 4 to the verse number 8. He said, as for me, God was speaking here, behold, my covenant is with you. And thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abraham, but thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee. Verse 6, look at this. For I will make thee exceeding what? Fruitful, and I'll make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. So, fruitfulness. Look at the verse number 7. Look at the verse number 7. And I will establish my covenant between me and your descendants after you in their generations and for everlasting covenant. So it's an everlasting covenant to be God to, be God to you and your descendants after you. Look at the verse number 8. Look at the verse number 8. Also I will give you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger and the land of Canaan and, a, and as an everlasting possession and I will be their God. So it is a covenant of God supplying us and taking care of us. There is no poverty for anyone who is a seed of Abraham. Galatians chapter 3 verse 29 If you are Christ then are you Abraham's seed That means that everything that God did for Abraham He does for us as well So if God Did you realize ah, Genesis chapter 13 the verse number 2 The Bible says Abraham was rich in silver He was rich in silver And in gold And he had tons of servants That was because of the covenant Genesis 13, 2, please. Show us the scripture so that we can, we can capture it and meditate on it. Genesis 13, 2. That's why you should bring your Bible, though, because sometimes technology fails. And Abraham was very rich in livestock, in silver and in gold. The man was not poor. If your father was not poor, then you are not allowed to be poor. Today, I catch poverty from your life. I, have, I come from a poor background. You don't know your background. Say, I know who I am. Come on, say it. Say, I know who I am. Listen, forget about your father. My father cannot pay my school fees. Forget it. He's not your, he's your father, but he's in the realm of the spirit. Your real father is Abraham. The day you wake up to it, you see that your supply will change from your biological father to your spiritual father. 
to your spiritual father. Say, I connect to my heavenly father. Say, I connect to my spiritual heritage. Say, I'm a seed of Abraham. And Abraham's blessings, they are mine. Say, I am blessed with faithful Abraham. The sign that was given for that covenant was circumcision. So any man over here who has been circumcised, <laughs> it is not physical. Listen, it was spiritual first before the signs have started adopting it. It is a spiritual sign that you are not supposed to be poor. Now, if you have not been circumcised, <laughs> yes. When God brought that covenant to, He said, "Every man in your family, every man in your house, their jackknife must bleed." And it was a sign that He put in their body to show us that the covenant is a covenant of prosperity. Are you understanding me? So He gave us a sign that even we are using now, science is even using it. Ah. That means that anybody who sees any mark of circumcision, God has already established that prosperity is your portion. And it was cut by blood. People don't know the power of blood, but blood makes people wealthy. Blood attracts money. That's why anytime they want to go for uh, uh, magic, they want blood. I try to tell you to start with goats and chickens. And before you realize, you say your mother and your uncle. <laughs> Amen and amen. Because they know the greed of people. When they give you thousand, now you say I want ten thousand. When they give you ten thousand, I want hundred thousand. Then you say, Ah, that one there. Yeah. And have you seen how they do it? Are you ready? Are you ready to do it? Are you ready to take the necessary steps? <laughs> you see, yeah. that's how they. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm ready. Uh, but you don't know. I'm ready for everything. You don't know how I have suffered. And when you are doing it, you are selling your soul, cutting off your life. Listen to me. Never ever get into this kind of... The devil has no free gift for anybody. No free gift. When they are finished taking lives of people, they will come for your own life. They will come for your own life. They will come for your life, fool. No, come for, don't let anybody deceive you and tell you that. And yes, you can see. And yes, you can see. Sure, we have to have a fraud. Now, hey, no, boy. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's deceiving you, and because he himself is deceived. Don't be a child of God and allow this. And I don't know who I'm speaking to over here. Maybe somebody's been deceived over here because I've come to this point again. Is that I said it before and I've come here again? <laughs> I don't know why this young man is. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Let me finish this thing quickly. Let me finish it because I have to anoint everybody over here before we go. So, the covenant is fail-proof. 
It is constant and it is reliable. Unlike the Babylonian system which fails from time to time. This one is constant and reliable. And Jesus always, it's always about abundance. Did you see that anytime Jesus provided food, it always was in a surplus. The Bible tells us that he fed 5,000 men. Actually, when the Hebrew scholars did the research, me, I even thought, if, if you remember, those of you from CG Times, I used to tell you that it was 20,000 plus. Because it was 5,000 men. And they didn't count the women and the children. And in those days, giving birth, look at Abraham. Uh, look, look at uh, Abraham when his wife after Isaac came, he released some more. Look at Jacob, he released 12. So if, <laughs> according to the typical Jews, Let's say even all of them are two, two, two children. And means that there were about 10,000, about 20,000 over there. But according to the Hebrew scholars, there were even about 40,000 plus. And so that five loaves of bread and two fishes miracle, no, it wasn't a small miracle. 40,000 plus people have been taken care of. Why? Our covenant that we, support, that we see from, it's a covenant of abundance. Somebody, you are here, you are crying to go for 5,000 seeds. I see God about to supply you 10,000, 15,000, 20,000. Receive it right now. I don't know, but I have this in my spirit. And whoever can receive it is yours. You are looking for thousands of cities, but God says, I'm going to give you thousands of dollars. Thousands of dollars. Thousands of dollars. Receive it now. There's somebody who is listening to me right now. God is going to release some dollars from Abruzzo for you to start a school. I don't know, but I just saw somebody. There's a school, a school, a school project. A school project that is about to be given to you. I don't know whether it's in this place or online, but somebody, I just saw foreign money coming, and it was to establish a school, a school, and that school shall be the envy of schools in this nation. So shall it be. As a so shall it be. So Jesus' miracles of supply were always in abundance. They were always in abundance. The source of true wealth is the treasuries of God. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 12. said, and I'll open unto you. I told you today I'm giving plenty of scriptures. So receive all. Because when you receive the scriptures, you receive the faith. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 12. He said, I'll open unto you, what? My good treasure. The Lord opened to you his good treasure. The heavens. That's why it's heavenly economy. The heavens to give rain to your land in this season. And to bless all the work of your hands. And you lend too many and never borrow. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19. says that my God shall supply all your need. How? According to his riches in glory. There is a place in God called his riches in glory. If you can access his riches in glory, you can access that supply. Listen to me. Isaiah 45 verse number 3. Oh, this one sweets me so much. Isaiah 45 verse number 3. He said, and I will give you what? Treasures of darkness. Listen, there's money that we don't know about you. Some of you in your room, there's some money over there. You don't know where it is. But when you leave this place, you are going to discover it. He said, hidden riches of secret places. Hidden riches of secret places. Was there a son that I was telling you about? Can a Copeland's partner? Uh, one of the uh, some, uh, uh, pastor and his wife who have been sending regular monies to support the, the ministry of Can Copeland. That man is a, is a prosperity guru. Prosperity guru. My God. And 
God told him that they should, he and his wife should go and buy a certain old warehouse, dilapidated warehouse. He said, the Lord, this warehouse, nobody even likes it. They went, the Lord said, go and buy it. They went to buy it. It was, they received it at a very cheap price. And they bought it. When they bought it, the Lord said that they should build a dome. He said, Lord, how are we going to get money for this? The Lord said that the money is on the floor. He said, what do you mean the money is on the floor? He got some technicians. They came and they started digging. Before they had even gotten to about six inches, they found some acacia wood that was buried in the ground. The one that they used to uh, carve uh, guitars. And, and they took, when they had done, they had excavated truckloads. Truckloads. When they sold it to a billions of dollars, they sent prophets seed to their spiritual father, Kenny Copeland, $800,000. So if they are sowing seed of $800,000, imagine how much they got. There's hidden, hidden, hidden riches. Hidden riches. Listen to me. You should break free your mind though, and allow anything to happen to you. You are thinking that, oh, it's only the job that you are doing that can take off you. That is why you are limited. But when you open up yourself, that, ah, God, there are hidden riches of secret places. Connect me to at least one. And the Copeland got the opportunity and he bought a land. He said the land was too cheap. He went to buy it. God said he should buy it. When he went to buy it, less than six months, they found out that there was a, a, a gas line. A gas line that passed through the land. My God. Money. So when you see Ken Copeland, it's no offerings and tithes that people are sending him home. Ah, God gave him hidden riches. And it is so, so when you see him using jets and uh, private jets and things, stop being jealous. Go and tap into his riches. He was a debtor like you and I are. The man was so poor, he could not even take care of his wife. God had called him to the ministry, and he could not even pay his Bible school fees. And he said, no, God, this thing cannot continue. And then God began to teach him the secrets of prosperity, the laws of prosperity. And he started working them about 30 plus years ago. And today he is a giant in prosperity. It is the same God that you and I are worshipping him. I see eight people over here. You are going to have your private jets. Right? The laws are the same. The laws are the same. Other than that, God is no fair. Huh? See that? What do you think? If it works for someone that doesn't work for me, then God is not fair. But he says that he is a just God. He will not lie to anybody. And he's not going to lie to you. I said he's not going to lie to you. Celebrate Jesus now. The covenant is reliable. The covenant is strong. The covenant can be trusted. Psalm 89 verse 34. He said that my covenant will I not break, nor alter the word that has come out of my mouth. So the covenant works. And just like the early covenant, which operates by commerce, buying and selling, this one, you activate the covenant by the law of sowing and reaping. Genesis 8.22. While the earth remains, is the earth still there? Are we still on the earth? He said that while the earth remains, this thing shall never cease. Seed time and harvest. The devil doesn't want us to hear these things. No, this uh, certain soulful wants to come and take your money. Oh, I, I, I recently 
somebody was saying certain things. Hello, uh, the way the economy is hard, uh, but a pastor can raise $20,000, $30,000 just like that. I said, that <laughs> you have to go around the world and you see. Not every pastor can raise $20,000, $30,000. No. Except the pastor is operating by a certain principle. Except the pastor is operating by a certain principle. My, my father, Reverend Dr. Kojubuatim Bemba, he can raise that amount in a second. Do you know why? This is the man that would travel to America just to send ten thousands of dollars to go and sow a seed over in, in, a, in, a, in a man of God's life there. The man of God doesn't know him anywhere. He has activated laws in his favor. So he has the right to make certain demands. Not everybody can call for wealth like that too. You have to have paid the dues. Seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. So maybe you have your one city. Start sowing your one city. It will take you to ten city. Then you sow the ten city, and you grow to hundred, and you sow the hundred, and you go to thousand, and you sow the thousand. It is a principle that works. Jerry Savell. He wanted an aeroplane that can travel from continent to continent. He had a small plane that God gave him. And then he sold it. He got a bigger one. It was bigger and faster than the other one. I can, he could not travel. He sold that one. He got another bigger one. It, that one too could now do more distances. But I could not travel co- from continent to continent. And he sold that one too. And God gave him one that was big enough to travel across continents. You, you have to keep sowing. It's a law. It's a principle. It's called laws of prosperity. Loss of prosperity. Everybody who is doing business, listen to this. Whole. Everybody who is doing ministry, listen to this. The law will not be changed because of anybody. All of us must learn it and activate it in our favor. Zechariah chapter 8 verse 12. The seed shall be prosperous. So prosperity is connected to the seed. When you ignore the law, you go down with the rest of them. Remember the story of Lot's wife. When they said, don't look back, she said, I'll look back. She turned into a pillar of salt. She didn't listen to the bailout plan of God. The bailout plan of God. David, you want to be a worldwide star. Listen to the laws of God. If you can apply these laws, anything that God gives you, you know that there's a seed in there. And you can apply it. My God. You will get the most international doors, bouts, and when you go, you'll be winning just like that. Winning just like that. You know that some bouts, even if you don't win Christ, it will change your life. <laughs> because even the money that is given to the loser, <laughs> it is something else. And there's no look about you. If you want vows that will change your life, you should be programming yourself for international vows. You understand? Local vows cannot change your life. They will help you move. At least you are doing something. And the one that will change your life is not, in, is not local. I'm prophesying to you. Zakinomo Ferezish Dalagia Pondas. The gear is changing. I sense a change in the atmosphere. People are beginning to drink waters. Waters that they have not known. 
I see the spirits of people drinking, drinking, drinking. Is it in you? You may feel as though nothing is happening, but spiritually, your spirit has picked up something and you have started drinking. You have started drinking. Many of you, before the end of this year, your 31st December testimonies will, from now to December, your testimonies will be, for, will be bigger and better than from January to now. Receive it now. Are you ready for multiple testimonies that are beyond imagination? Receive it now. I speak as a prophet of God, an authorized mouthpiece of God. When I speak, God confirms it. I decree and I declare that doors of unusual supply will be open to you. There is a flow that will change your life. I pray to the Lord that Lord give me a message that will change the lives of people that when they hear it. God hears prayer. Somebody, your life is changing. Today you are perching. Tomorrow others will be perching you. Receive grace. There's bread from heaven. Psalm 105 verse 40 42. And the people asked and he brought quickness and satisfied them with bread. He opened the rock and the waters gushed out. Listen, in a rocky place, God can bring you water. Rocky place. Very good. What do you think? Yeah, God can bring us water in the midst of these rocky situations. For he remembered his holy promise. And Abraham his servant, he remembered what his covenant. He remembered his covenant. How do you uh, overcome economic uh, holocaust and hardships? Number one, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in the economic system of God. Have faith in the economic empowerment of God. Faith is your bailout plan in these economic hardships. Faith is the platform for economic empowerment. A result, when you have faith, eh, in the midst of crisis, you can still see a reason to celebrate God. Because you see that God can change every situation. Faith is believing that God will do whatever he said he will do. And by that, you provoke him to do it. Luke chapter 1 verse 45. Luke chapter 1 verse 45. The Bible says, Blessed is she that believeth. For there shall be what? A performance of those things which were what? Told of the Lord. The Lord says that he will take care of us. He says that he will supply our need. He said he will give it to us. I see God changing somebody's life over here. Do you? You know that from now to December, God can give you some uh, economic flow, financial flow, that will change your situation. That God can cause you to see money that you've never seen before in your life. From now to the end of the year, the Lord is going to surprise you. The Lord is going to surprise you. The Lord is going to surprise you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Is there anybody here who is an artisan? You do work with your hands. You are an artisan. Uh, lift up your right hand. You are an artisan. You are an artisan. Whether you are in catering, you are a plumber, you are whatever. An artisan. Yeah. Wave your hands. Let me see. You do stuff with your hands. I- I'll pray for you tonight. I'll anoint you specially. I'll anoint you specially. I'm looking at organizing a prophet, a, a, a pro- artisan's prophetic summit. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost has been speaking to me since yesterday, but I'll start with those of you over here. Amen and amen. I'll start with you over here. Because God is going to empower some artisans to be bigger than professionals. Receive grace. As I said, receive grace. So, how do you come out of the hardship? Number one, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Believe in God's bailout plan. Believe in God's economic structure. 
believe that God is a provider. He can take care of you. Job chapter 22, verse 22, 25. Receive, I pray you, the Lord from his mouth and lay up his words in his, your heart. So it is about his words. So lay up his words in your heart. Evans, lay up the words in your heart. Believe the things that I'm, say, I'm telling you. Lay them in your heart. Put them in your heart. Put them in your heart. Simon, arrange them in your heart like blocks. You understand me? Say, put the word in your heart. If you return to the Lord, that thou shalt will be built up, and he shall put away iniquity far from you. Thou shalt then will lay up gold as dust, and the gold of offers the stones of brooks. Yea, the Lord Almighty shall be your defense. So you defend your money from the dollar. You are not getting me. God can protect your, your property. He can defend you. Let God be your defender. Have you realized that even now the, 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 the investment companies that promise us, oh, financial freedom, in 10 years you become a millionaire. Now they are writing to us and say that, um, um, looking at the situations that are going on, um, you, we, we, can, even, we cannot do like we promised. Let God be your defender, not data bank. <laughs> oh, first bank. Now where is first bank? Where is first bank? They are, I, I, the other day I passed by their building. Oh, I was so sad. First bank. They were giving good profits. But they couldn't defend us. So that then the most high shall be your defender. And only will he be your defender. He will be your provider. He will be your provider. He said, thou shalt have plenty of what? Silver. That Genesis 18, 14. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Psalm 24, verse 1. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and all they that dwell in it, they belong to God. Psalm 50, verse 10 to 12. For every beast of the forest is mine. The cattle upon a thousand hills. Say, I know all the fowls of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I will not tell you. The world is mine and the fullness thereof. Haggai 2 verse 8. The silver is mine. The gold is mine. Have faith in the Lord. Have faith in the Lord. Number two, practice the covenants. Tell somebody beside you, practice the covenants. I said, tell somebody beside you that practice the covenants. Tell you, preach with me over here. Tell the person beside you, practice the covenants. Listen to me. Me, I'm, uh, as I stand over here, even the suit I am wearing is a product of the covenants. When I was living to Binko, I had about just two suits. And one man, a Muslim pharmacist, one day I don't know what touched him. And then he asked me that, how many suits do you have? And me too, instead of lying to him and telling him I have some 14 or 20 suits, I told him the truth too. He laughed at me. My heart got broken. A pharmacist, a respected professional, <laughs> had two suits. I had two suits. So when I left Tobinko, I had two suits. When I left, one of them to had parts, so that the town left, it was not left with one. <laughs> Are you understanding me? And I, I was asking the Lord, the Lord, I didn't say, I don't have any money that I saved anywhere. I didn't have 10,000 Ghana cities in my savings account when I left Tobinko. And I said, I'm going to do ministry. And the first program that we did, Prophetic Eagles Communication, we swallowed up every money that was left. And at that program, we didn't even do any fundraising. So there was only a few offerings. The offerings we got that day were not even up to 2,000 or 3,000 cents. 
So how did I move from where I am to where we are today? Now, if you look around, everything that you see is worth, is, uh, worth hundreds of thousands of cities. You don't have to be the look around the things that you see. Huh? Even the chairs alone. Put value to it. Put value to the camera, the televisions, the instruments, the mixer, the air conditioners. So how did I move from there to here? It is by you activating and using the covenant. I, I wish I could tell you a different story. I wish I could tell you that there is a certain herb somewhere. When you get it, you come and mix it and put it in a bottle of water and you cover it for 10 days. When you come back, you come and see dollars. I wish I could tell you that. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe some, you come and find Ah, kotomri Ah. I wish I could tell you that. But I can't tell you the truth. I can only tell you the truth. The Lord took me. I said, Lord, how am I going to survive? He took me to his word. And the things I'm sharing with you are the things that he taught me. Maybe some of them, because I can't share you everything, everything that he taught me. Maybe another time I'll add on. And that is what has brought us gradually, gradually, gradually. And we, and we have not even started. We have not even started. I said, we have not started. We've not started. Right now, we are just warming up. We are just rehearsing to see how things go. How, oh, my son, And we are going to work it. And thank God I have millionaires and millionaires here who are going to be working with me. It is not nice to fly alone. Shabakata, Bradaya. One of these days, we'll go have a conference and we'll go and, we'll go and buy a whole island and we'll go and have the conference over there. And we will be coming with our. We need that place because we, we need a, a place to park our private jets. And there's no space in Ghana that can accommodate us. What are you talking about? You are there. Your dreams are small. One of you, this is some of you, when you are going to marry, yeah, you will have to rent a whole car park. Because nobody who doesn't have a car can come to your wedding. Invitations are only for those who, and the cast would you have to the level. <laughs> Receive that grace now. But if you are bad, you don't want anybody to come. <laughs> so those of us who are starting, you don't want us to come to your wedding. Practice, tell somebody practice the covenant. The covenant works by keys. I'm just going to quickly rush you through seven keys. Seven keys. Luke chapter 11, verse 52. The keys are the keys of knowledge. When you know it and you apply it, they work for you. When you know it and you apply it, they work for you. My time is already far spent, so I cannot even really give you details. So he said, Luke 11, 52. Won't you lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. So it's a key of knowledge. And so I'm going to feed you with knowledge right now. Are you ready for it? Key number one, title. Key number one, Titan. Listen, nobody can argue, argue me out of Titan. Because I am a man who has experienced it. And uh, Reverend Ambassador Song said, a man of experience will always beat a man with arguments. They talk about Titan making arguments and it's a Levitical advice and so the Levitical order is gone and the New Testament is not the New Testament, it's the Old Testament. It's blah, 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 blah. 
fine, 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 fine. Meaning I practice it and I see results. There's no time that I give tithes that I don't see it. I don't see a financial change. No, 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 no. Those days when I didn't understand it, I was suffering. It was I was give and I was giving religious no understanding. But when I caught the revelation, I told you the key spiritual impact. Things change. Any time I give, maximum one week, I see something coming. Maximum one week, I see something coming. Look, look, around this time, I let your giving increase. So. Last Sunday morning, I told you that I increased my offerings, right? From Sunday to now, God has given me times four of that. What I added to my offering, God has increased it by four. Multiplied it by four. You won't cry because you don't believe or you are jealous. That is it. It is a principle. So because of that, today to have increased it. Amen and amen. Really? So it is. Nothing is as reliable as a covenant. Anything else is going to bring you trouble. It's going to bring you trouble. It's going to bring you trouble. If not for tithing, eh, Abraham would have suffered an economic storm. For us to be able to survive recessions and depressions, tithing is the key. Genesis chapter 14, verse 18 to 20. You see, Abraham tithing. So tithing is as old as Abraham. So tithing pre- Dates the law. So those who say it's an Old Testament practice, they should go and ask Abraham. If in the time of Abraham, the law was not there. So what was he using? It was a spiritual principle. In the times of Isaac and Jacob, the law was not there. So Titan is a spiritual rule that 10% of everything that God gives to me belongs to God. 10% of everything that God gives to me belongs to God. When you are faithful, you will be fruitful. Study Malachi chapter 3, verse 10 to 12. He said that he rebuked the devourer. There's something known as devourer. It attacks money. Maybe finance convention will talk about it. It attacks money. Especially for a Christian. And it will send it to the unbelievers. The Bible says money has wings. So anytime you get money, know that the money wants to run away. The way you ground it is through spiritual principles. Spiritual laws. Spiritual laws. Can I tell you something? Over this recess, people have lost money People have lost money like something. People have lost money. People are waking up every day and their money is disappearing. Their account balance is the same, but they are losing money. They are losing money. Titan is your bailout plan. Malachi chapter 10, 3 verse 10 to 12. said that you rebuke the devourer for our sins. The reason why sometimes some people get prosperous and then they lose their prosperity is because some of them give. Whenever you give, you get the blessing. But when you don't tithe, you don't protect your blessing. It's like having a field. And then you don't tighten the fence that you put around the field. And then you go and sow your seeds in the field. If you go and sow without a fence, the plants will grow. I see that the animals come outside and come and eat it up. So you see people can get money at boom. And then they'll lose it boom. Because they are, one law is working. But another law, the law of protection, which is the law of tithing, they are not activating it. Any money that you get. Look, and listen to the testimonies that come from here. Look at those of you who joined this church and you learned about tithing. And you started to understand. Having to realize that your finances have become more stable now. Is anybody here like that? 
Oh, come on, talk to me. You've seen it, right? So, Titan secures you. So, whilst you are Titan, don't be afraid of dollar. When you are Titan, God now becomes a defender of your money. Stop focusing on dollar and on, 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 on uh, IMF bailout. No, God is your bailout. I said, God is your bailout. I said, God is your bailout. So, Titan, number one. Number two, sacrificial giving. Sacrificial giving. Learn to give sacrificially. Sacrificial giving. You see, many people have not been taught about uh, how sometimes you may even need to empty your whole account. <laughs> what is this man talking about? As soon as, as, soon as I said empty account, now I said, ah, if I have to empty, let me use the bulk of it to buy my shoes and this, so then the one that will be left. <laughs> Where you have to, for instance, first shoot. You had uh, Lady Pastor's testimony. She was going to be evicted out of the house. And God gives her a job that was going to settle the financial situation. And she still went ahead to go and give her first fruit, her first salary. As first fruit. 5,000 plus galaxies. And gave it all away. And she had just about two or so months. Sacrificial. That is why God started flowing into her life like that. Before we realize, some this nutty, nutty, smallest girl is not driving a four-wheel drive. What do you mean? No, no, no. You see, you see, uh, and it, it, now she's thinking. <laughs> when the, she first got a four-wheel drive, she has to increase her. I remember one day that she was, I had to teach her that you can increase the, send the chair up so that you don't have to. <laughs> so when she comes to that chair, I wonder that my father, our father did not only the word of God, even in raising the chair in the car. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. And God is doing greater things with it. Why? Sacrificial. And she does not give, she didn't give only then. Over the years, she has been giving sacrificially every now and then. Sacrificially. Because, you see, it is a part of life. It is a part of life. In the midst of adversity, learn to give sacrifices. Genesis chapter 26, verse 1. There was a famine. Verse number 12. Isaac sowed in the famine. Sacrificial giving. Thank you. Sacrificially. How are you feeling now? Uh, you are still not feeling well. You are here listening to the word of God. You won't get well. You'll be healed in Jesus' name. And I'm not doing healing. I'm doing money matters. <laughs> that who wants with money matters? These are money matters. So. What I'm sharing with you is about money matters. Financial issues. I you know, we'll try to go into the healing catalog before we go up here. That's why she came. She came to church just for healing. So all I'm saying is just want me to finish and then go to the healing side. She said she was going to give the sickness to me. Ah, you see? Did you tell me? But when I was looking at her, I could see everything written on her face. What at all is even written on your face? <laughs> so, let's, let me run this. I have to quickly finish. 
So, sacrificial giving. Number three, this is, an, this is another one that the spirit of mammon hates. That they don't even want us to talk about prophets' offering. Prophets' offering. Anytime you give to your prophet, you are giving to God. Anytime you give to a prophet, you are giving to God. Anytime you give to a, a man of God, you are giving to God. And it is another avenue for financial increase. The Bible tells us in First Kings chapter 17, you read from the verse number 12 to the verse number 16, you see the widow of Zarephath, when she gave to God, when she gave to the servant of God, she gave to the prophet of God, God began to speak into her life and her prosperity increased. In the midst of the famine, she brought the cake, the last cake. She had a son that she there, said, we are going to bake it and then we eat and we die. And the prophet said, I come and give to me first. Come and give to me first. First fruit and prophet's offering. She came to give to the prophets. The Bible says that from that time, the flour did not cease. The oil did not cease. Listen, if you eat what you have, and you eat it, that is all it will end. But when you give it into an anointed hand, into an anointed hand, Madam, as your business closed down, before she started her business, she took her business, the funds that she had gathered, some beer funds that she had gathered for her business. And she said that before I start the business, I'm taking 10% of the capital. And she went to change it to dollars. Because she knew that she was going to fight to the dollars. And she came to sow it as a seed. She came to put it into my hands. That Papa, I want you. I'm sowing this at the foundation of my business because I want my business to stand. In less than two weeks, God has started building her supplies. People started buying things for her, which were outside their budget. And now the business is still working. See now, when she so her suit is not like it's a CEO suit. It's not a choir suit, or no. It's a CEO, Chief Executive Officer. What are you talking about? When you see her, don't tell her as a small girl who she sees a CEO, business owner. What are you talking about? And you see her, you ask for one more bite. Amen and amen. What? It was a prophet's offering. She brought it to me in the office. He said, ah, Papa, Loretta, Loretta Coco wants to see you. I said, well, what does she want to see me about? Tell her to come in. I thought she was coming to tell me about some family problems that she was going through. Or some dreams. Some whenever they see me, it's dreams that they have. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. It's my job. I'm supposed to listen and interpret and minister to you. So me, I was just waiting to, and then she came with a prophet and said that, this is what I want to do. <clears throat> now, the money, when it touched the anointed hands, had now started multiplying. Ah, the refrigerator you got, compared to the seed you gave, which one is bigger? So, did you bless me or I blessed you? Uh, one friend of mine, a son of mine, came to my office. He came, he said, he called me, he said, Papa, are you, why are you, I said, I'm in the office, he said, I want to see you. I said, to be, I'm not feeling very anointed. If you come with problems, I'm not sure I can deal with it. I said, you come. He came when he came. I was just praying tongues under my voice because I was just waiting for him to tell me what a problem that needs solution. He said, um, God has shown me that he's sending you places. And I feel the Lord leading me. I do. The money I'm about to give you, there's no money I can afford to give you. 
and then he went on his knees and he put in my hand 10,000 Ghana cities. In less than two months, God gave him a Honda CRV, which he did not buy with a single CD. You see, this short man that is standing over here, God has put some all over him. Why? Because he has anointed me to be a prophet for somebody. I've not been anointed for myself. I've been anointed for other people. Other than that, let me go and do my pharmacy. I'm a hard worker. I'm I'm not a lazy person that I didn't have anything to do. So I said, let me come and preach the gospel. No. I was the head of department in the company I was working for. Do you understand me? So when God said, I stop and go and do the work of God, it wasn't a lazy man coming to look for a lazy work to do. God has anointed his servants. Why? For the sake of his children. Tonight, that anointing will change your level. I said, God is about to bring an anointing that will change your level tonight. Look, I'm just getting you ready for the anointing service. Something's about to hit you. I was praying in the office today, and then as I was just walking up and down, something hit me, poof, and I saw breakthroughs. I said, Kai, today somebody's breakthrough is here. I started shouting and laughing in my office. I have entered into a dimension. Tonight, that dimension shall be released upon your life. I said, that dimension shall be released upon your life. Receive grace now. So your prophet's offering. Listen, any man of God that God uses to be a blessing to you, you don't show your love just by saying, oh, I love you. No, you show it through your giving. You show it through your giving. They don't want us to talk about this. They will say that, ah, you see, you see, the soft phone number, so much Gigi Musica. Master, I've never begged anybody for any money. And I will never beg. I told the Lord this many years ago, the day I'll have to beg, they'll kill me. My pride is too much for begging. And my God is more proud than me than in this area. You will, if you stay close to God, you'll never beg. Praise You will never, if you let God be your God, you'll never beg. I wish I could break your coconut and put this inside so that you understand this. You get me. Namekane no crow. Se odi umbe bata Yesu. No ben nantina pemwa. Unsra ye da. Tu umbra? De neva bega. Mr. Cyril, you have to pay me out over here. <laughs> Amen and amen. <laughs> I will never come and beg you for French. Because even the one that you, lo- you lend me to the pantalon. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Let me finish over here. Today I came to take your time because I want to finish this matter with you. Because I felt in my spirit. Uh, what I'm sharing with you is something I should have been preaching in three or four different messages. But the Lord said that the matter is urgent. The matter is urgent. And if you don't get the full information, some of you by next week, you may not be able to survive it. There's a wind that is blowing in, and it is very fierce. I didn't come to be a prophet of doom, but I can only tell you what I see. I can only tell you what I see. So, your prophet's offering Connect, is it? It should be a lifestyle. I discovered a scripture. Go and study Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 19. It says, Do not forget the Levites. 
the man of God, the servant of God to you. That means that with every blessing that God blesses you with, there's a portion that belongs to your man of God. Yours could be, and listen, it doesn't matter the amount. It could be one city. It could be 50 cities. It could be 100 cities. It could be 10,000 cities. It doesn't matter. Do you understand me? It is the principle that matters. Do you know that surprising thing? A lot of the money that comes to me, I give it away. I give it away. A lot of the money that comes to me, I give it away. So maybe someone may think that you are enriching me. If you are enriching me, the money that I could have used, it, I could have bought some four-wheel drive and then I'm cruising myself around. But I am giving conscious. I am giving conscious. I am giving conscious. And I, I want to even give more. Even yesterday, you have released some money, you want to go and get some things. We, I, I won't tell you openly for certain reasons. And we're giving them. It's not, a, it's, not, it's not an investment that we are making while we are going to get money back, but to be a blessing to people. The amount of money that we spend as a ministry, even on a weekly basis. Now, you, your salaries are not up. It's not up. So even out of your salary, you're only paying 10%. Our, our monthly expenditure as a, a running cost as a church is in several thousands. So what I'm teaching you is not something to enrich me. No, it's a spiritual principle. So get your prophet's reward and then your arms given to the poor. Write the scriptures down. Psalm 41 verse 1. Proverbs 22, verse 9. Proverbs 20, verse 27. Glory to Jesus Christ. So Psalm 41, verse 1 to 3. Giving to the poor. When you give to the poor, God will not only preserve you in the day of trouble, but also keep you healthy. He protect you from death. He protect you from death. Glory to Jesus Christ. And then not that giving. Giving to your parents. Giving to your parents. Blessing your family. Do you know that if you don't bless your parents, there will be a curse on your life? How many of us know that? Uh, if you have been an overcomer for some time, you would have heard some of these teachings. So, giving to your family. Key number five speak prosperity, confess abundance. Proverbs 18, verse 20. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. So, speak, oh, I am rich. Declare riches are mine. Prosperity is mine. Speak their covenant. Confess their covenant. Mark 11, 23. And you shall have what you say. So, what are you saying? Are you poor? Are you weak? Are you going to suffer? Are you going to suffer with the rest of the world? No, speak. Then, speak. Speak. Say, I'll never lack. Say, I'll never lack. Say, I'll never lack. So, confess the covenant. Speak only what you want God to hear. Numbers 14, 28. He said, as, truly as I live, says the Lord, what you have spoken in my ears will I do to you. So if you are saying that, hey, economy a deal, then you get the head deal. Say, ah, economy a <laughs> You are sweating by saying economy a Because it's a principle. Say it. Say it. Tell somebody, say it. So speak according to the covenant, not according to the economic climate. Number, key number six, work. Don't be a lazy person. What should you do? Get some work doing. God can only bless the work of your hands. So if God has 100,000 blessings and he comes to put it in your hands and there's no work, what would it, will you see any results? No. So get some work to do. Now, by the grace of God, there's a lot of work ongoing. Online work. And I say online work. Go and, go and do fraud and say it's online work. It's not on, it is online theft. But now there are other things you can do online. Transportation businesses are online. Supply businesses are online. 
Is it? She says she's coming from the store, but a majority of her work is online. If you are not be surprised right now, Christ is doing online business, but she's in the household. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. You go to a status business. Now, because of online, you don't even need to buy any commodity. You can even just take a number and say that, Sister Tilly, oh, I just send me your picture so that I also post on when I get any business. Say, so, oh, you gave, me, you gave me something small, a small percent. Is that, is that not a business? So, she's using her warehouse as your warehouse. So, anytime you get a business, just go and pick and go and supply. So now the way the world is, you don't even need to go. You can even just order uh, boats or whatever, and it will pick it up and send it to your clients, and you just get your profits. But you are there, you are saying unemployment. The unemployment is only in your brain. Say, I am a worker. <laughs> this one, it looks like it has cheated too many people, but receive it now. You won't receive it again. <laughs> Deuteronomy 28 verse 12. He said, I will bless the work of your hands. Proverbs 10 verse 4. The poor, the, he, he becomes poor when you have a slack hand. But the diligence he makes rich. Psalm 1 verse 3. He, whatsoever he does shall prosper. So you've got to do something. And then number 7. That's the last point. That's the last point. Thanksgiving as a lifestyle. Thanksgiving as a lifestyle. Don't go and be weeping with everybody. Be full of thanks. Be full of joy. Jeremiah chapter 20, chapter 30 verse 19. Listen, thanksgiving will turn your single into abundance. Out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry. Did you see it over there? So, in the midst of this economic situation, every day you wake up, thank God. Your one pen. Take it. Say, Lord, thank you for giving me one pen. Oh, your shirt that is not ironed. Thank God. Is it not better to have an ironed shirt than not to have a shirt at all? So thank God for it. Your slippers, you don't have a shoe. Thank God. When you go into the house, pick up your slippers and say, Thank God. Thank Him. Thank Him. Be full of thanks. Give me the scripture, please. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse number 19. Out of them shall proceed thanksgiving, and the voice of them that make merry. Look at what he said. And I will do what? I will multiply them, and they shall not diminish. I will glorify them, and they shall not be small. I will glorify them, and they shall not be small. Thanksgiving. 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 Thanksgiving can multiply your resources. As you begin to appreciate God for the least, the greater one is coming. I said, the greater one is coming. My last scripture for the day, Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. Rise up to your feet right now. You see, in the midst of all of these things, when things don't seem to be adding up, you get up and shout, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, his grace is sufficient for me. Oh. Hallelujah. So, though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be in the vine, Though the labor of the olive may fail, and the yields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no head in the store, meaning even if things are not working. Look at what it says in the, ver- in, in the following, in, in, the, in the next lines. Let's go on, please. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. And verse 18, uh, verse 19 says that you change my level. 
the Lord is my strength. He will make my feet like high sweet and I'll walk on my high heels. He will change your level when you are full of praise. The Lord will rise up with vengeance against any that rise up against you. Amen. Even in their thoughts and their plans. The moment they think it, before they even are able to act upon it, God will strike them down. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And as you function by the covenant keys, you will never know lack or hunger. Oh, so will it be. So will it be. So will it be. Somebody celebrate the Lord. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www.ebenezaokronipa.com or call 0546-363957. God bless you.